0: Today, my guest is Chelsea Brown. She is the CEO and founder of Millie Incorporated. How are you doing, Chelsea?
1: Hi, Brad. Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be included.
0: Well, thank you for being here. I'm the honored one here to have you as a member of the Empowerography community and to have you here to share a bit about your story and your journey. So thank you for taking the time to be here.
1: Thank you. A pleasure.
0: So let's jump right in. Chelsea, you wear quite a few hats. You, as I mentioned, you're the CEO and founder of Millie Incorporated. You're a podcast host. You are the VP of Development and Operations at Clarity Management Group. And then, of course, all of your philanthropic and charity work added into the mix. How do you find time to fit it all in?
1: Uh, very flattering. I think I do it all with a lot of love from a lot of people, if I'm being yeah. honest. You know, you know, I mean, you have a, you know, a a busy life as well. So I think it's hard to answer this one, but if I'm being honest about what it takes, I would say, um, of course, support from others is so, is so integral, but focus, uh, discipline scheduling. But you know, focus is a big one, and actually, yeah. I've i visited this topic through another um, another narrative that I was I was working on, and focus really does come in at the helm. I think it's so important to stay focused, block out the noise, um, not be all over the place. You, you know, you really have to have your days organized, your focus there, and most importantly, outside of focus, is doing something that you love. Yes. So. For me, I'm genuinely interested in <laughs> in what I'm doing, and I feel very fulfilled in what i'm doing and I guess the prize at the end of the day is that we get to work with like minded people like For yourself sure. and we get to work with amazing, empowering women and men mm-hmm. um, who broaden our perspectives and who teach us who teach me new things daily so I think um it's a combination of you know of course out, outside support is so important family yeah uh, belief in yourself and focus discipline scheduling is <laughs>
2: cool.
1: and then just being genuinely passionate about what you're doing I think For makes sure. it easy
2: it,
0: it truly does take a village
1: yes oh my gosh yes really it does
0: yeah can you talk to us about Millie Incorporated? What is Millie all about?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. So um, what started out, I guess, as a passion project has turned into my full-time gig. Okay. Uh, Millie is a company that essentially empowers global perspective, compassion, and kindness through connecting women around the world. Okay. And we originally built Millie on women-led sustainable travel and in-person conferences but COVID happened to yeah. all of us, <laughs> understatement, um, and it just changed a lot for everyone. And so through this experience, we expanded. So as you know, we now have the Millie podcast, Yeah, which includes speaking with women globally who are making an impact in mm-hmm. their communities and abroad. We also expanded to include the Storytellers Essays on Millie.ca, which is, collaborating with women but in a different way and this is through collaborating with women storytellers through the written word okay and online speaking events so we really founded Millie based on the notion of human kindness
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the thought that with understanding each other's stories we remember we have more commonalities than maybe we would have thought and sometimes we don't have access to different cultures um, who are physically or emotionally distant to some. And we wanted to be part of bridging that gap and creating a solution so people could have this access to elevated experiences, to knowledge, to to love. So this is kind of our our hope that people will experience what was once travel. Now it's in a different medium. And then- live their lives with more compassion, um, global perspective and awareness.
2: Okay.
0: Now, how long ago did you found Millie?
1: Oh my gosh. I think so. The pu- publicly we launched in 2018, we did, um, a big media trip, which wow. anyone out there starting this type of, uh, gig, I would suggest, you know, that's a really nice way to launch. Yeah. So we were able to work with the Globe and Mail actually, which was awesome. Uh, Nouveau, and some other um, independent writers. So we did that in 2018, and we launched our first trip in 2018. And we also launched with a large conference, speaking conference in 2018 as well. However, we worked on it uh, starting in 2017. But of course, any entrepreneur knows it's a it's an idea that was planted, you know, years before. Yes. But we officially launched in 2018.
2: Okay.
0: Now, how did you come up with the name,
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. This is another question that I struggle with, but (laughs) right. It's hard. But we wanted to create a name that felt familiar and felt safe and felt approachable. And Millie, there was this amazing woman who was Chinese Canadian who I had a friendship with, and her name was Millie. And I just fell in love with this name and, and I really appreciated and respected who she was as a person. And she was full of life and just really cool. So the name stuck with me and we were actually in a group, a brainstorm group, because um, I I was new at the time to marketing and to understanding your demographic. But what you want to do is name your demographic when you're discussing in your team strategy, like who is this demo? Who are we talking to? And apparently one of the, what I learned at the time was one of the uh, key steps in this process is naming your demo. So I just said, um, we, we went back and forth on different names and I think, yeah. And, and I just, you know, of course it's like, what about Millie feeling <laughs> very insecure, but, uh-huh. um, you know, cause it's kind of, it, it's a person's name. So it's yeah. like, we, um, so anyway, we, we did, uh, we named that project Millie and then, um, we we thought it would work for, we thought it sounded, um, we thought it sounded nice. So we kept it for the the name of the company and I'm still very happy we did. Nathan <laughs> Millie, I think it still uh, rings true to what we had wanted to convey.
0: Were they sold on it right away as the name for the company? They, they were actually. Okay. And
1: I, you know what, like
0: I really struggled with
1: self-doubt I don't know wow. if any other entrepreneur listening ever had that but like, yes, we all have sure. it so I was very <laughs> nervous and I'm yeah. sure it's not silly um, but <laughs> but I think the main structured feedback was it's it's very unique and yeah. it originally what was built to be a travel company a sustainable, women led travel company, yeah. mind travel. It it's some they they did you know, my my colleague um, Deb just said, Charles, it's actually really neat because you'd say, Who are you traveling with? Oh, I'm traveling with Millie.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. like
1: I'm traveling with something adventurous. It's it's kind of, oh, is that a person? Is that a yeah,
2: an organization? Exactly.
1: so it was almost yeah. So I, cool. I trusted the smarter people in the room and <laughs> said, great, <laughs> let's do it.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Well, it was fun. There, there is a a huge theme here or thread through your work, in the way of how much of a champion you are for women and women's empowerment. Can you speak a bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level?
1: Yes, women. We so what we see around the world, I think, are women often held back for several reasons whether it's external factors or personal factors up until now, sometimes some women haven't even seen women that look like them in leadership positions. So for me, I've always been curious and I've always, I've been lucky. I was brought up to feel empowered to do anything I want. My mom brought brought us all up that way. That was her mission. You know, she didn't have the easiest life. So for her, she wanted us to, know that we could really be what we want and what we believed we could be so for me i i already feel myself digressing i'm like am i answering your question but for me it was so important to build this around women Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because i want to champion women's projects projects based around women that is providing access to education yeah. That also brings women together to inspire mentorship. That's another big thing that we're doing at Millie is by creating such situations where you can have diverse backgrounds and mm. also age groups at the table, right. really opening the door for mentorship. And I'm a big believer that women should, you know, pave the way for other women, that women need to pay it forward, that women should work to mentor women younger or older who who need it yeah Um, so for me as a woman this was something that was exciting to me and in terms of travel just going back to what we Mm -hmm. originally launched this based on I think as a curious independent woman Mm -hmm. um solo female travel is essential Right, and right. for me, watching my mother travel the world for work, which she did, she was often in um, all over. She was London, Singapore, um, you know, New York. I would see this experience and think it was so cool and, and empowering. And, and for me, when we built this project of Millie, we really wanted to make solo female travel at the forefront. You know, get out of your bubble take the leap, empower women to really um, see the world in a different way through this experience. I don't know if I answered your question. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) that's fine. So I got to ask, I mean, I know for me, I, I have had 12 and a half years background in the corporate world. And I saw a lot of women not supporting each other and not lifting each other up in my time in the corporate world. Now, I know I I've personally seen change um, since I started the podcast, like within the last year, I've seen that shift happen. Have you been seeing more of a shift in that? And have you experienced that type of behavior or that type of attitude where women weren't supporting each other and women weren't lifting each other up? It was more of a competition, but now have you seen a shift? If you have seen that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. This okay. is a topic that I really enjoyed discussing and hearing people's viewpoints because I think the change starts within the female community. Right. It's very important that women treat other women this way, because if we do it with our community, so I'm going to back up. Sure. Oftentimes when people feel their back up against the wall or feel jealous or feel like they have to have this competitive competition is good. But when it's negative, that's not good. Or when you're unhappy due to competition, that's when you have to take a look at yourself and realize something's not, not right. But oftentimes, in my opinion, it's when we are suffering inside due to not feeling like we're enough or feeling jealous or feeling left out. So I think if we can mend that feeling and lead with inclusivity and lead with openness to other women then no other woman sh- woman should feel their back up against the wall you know what i'm saying Absolutely. so it's like if we extend this to each other then why would we feel like we have to be negative toward another woman and i think it's so important because that does happen with women sometimes women feel there's not enough room for all of us yes uh, <laughs> which is not the case Some, I think leadership is another big one. Um, Oftentimes leaders, some leaders just aren't good and they can exclude people and create a hostile environment. And there's just, you know, you have to just manage that as it comes. So there are so many factors that it's not just one thing. That's for sure. Um, And in terms of my personal experience, I've been very lucky to not experience that. I think... I mean, I I have had, you know, experiences where I've learned from them and you have to, either it was me not communicating properly or someone that I felt wasn't communicating properly to me, but I haven't necessarily experienced it firsthand, luckily. And I've been able to work remote, (laughs) (laughs) which has been great. Yeah. Um, but I have heard of it and I've seen it. And I think it is important that, you know, my mom actually says in her corporate experience, it's easy for people to maybe like revert to gossip or revert to crutch when you are are awkward or maybe there's nothing else to talk about. It's like, oh, yeah, did you see? Um, Sue and her, her hair, like, that's just so, so mean. And let's just not do that. You know, let's not fill the space with that type of dialogue. And I think more people are definitely stepping away from that. And then the other thing that's actually helping with that is uh, the positive of social media. Yes. Because it's access to education to help young girls or women understand the realities of your impact when you you leave people out or when you are negative to others Uh, maybe in the past the access to to education which might seem obvious but for some it might not be a thought for them so I think seeing the rise of mental health seeing the rise of anti-bullying has has helped that as
0: well for sure As mentioned earlier, you're also the VP of Development and Operations at Clarity Management Group. Can you talk about your role there and what Clarity Management Group is all about?
1: Yes, absolutely. So Clarity Management is a consultancy that offers high stakes program delivery and implementation for the financial industry. Okay. So mostly in banks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, as a VP, I really respect my role and the learning that I've gotten from my mother because this is her company, Clarity Management Group, and they've they've seen global success. She's worked all over the world. I've always been internal, but I've actually taken a step back from okay. my role, um, which has afforded me the time to work at Millie. I still I still do some work here and there, but. I have been able to really focus on Millie as that is basically my full-time gig. But funny story about Clarity Management. When I originally wanted to go into the family business, my mom wouldn't hire me. (laughs) Um, This was, I was in my early 20s and she was really amazing actually when i look back of course at the time i was disappointed but she was encouraging me to get other experience and she wouldn't hire me until i did because before that i was in a different field i actually studied fashion and worked in london
2: oh, wow. um, okay.
1: in fashion pr and i mean this was was quite early in my in my experience so it was mm-hmm. just an internship but I was pivoting out of that because I realized that wasn't the, the trajectory that I saw for myself. Right. I wanted to do a more serious, not suggesting fashion isn't serious because it is, yeah. but I just felt at the time it wasn't serious for me yeah. and I wanted to pivot out of it. And so my mom being a very good leader said, honey, I love you, but you need to get some experience and then I <laughs> will hire you to join my team. So I did Um, and a couple years later, I was able to, um, to join the team, but yes, I've taken a step back and I'm focusing on Millie now. Okay. Okay.
0: Now you also do a lot of philanthropic and charity work. Can you tell us a bit about that work and what organizations you've chosen to work with?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So at Millie, it was very important to broaden people's perspectives and through that experience, different things and different cultures in the world and through organic um, projects that I worked on personally. So for example, the pin project, which really fueled the genesis of the idea for, for the Millie travels um, component to Millie. Okay. We ended up including a visit to the turquoise mountain headquarters turquoise mountain was one of our partners Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um and we included a turquoise mountain headquarters visit which would include a briefing by the team in jordan and an artisan workshop led by the artisans in jordan in jordan and so turquoise mountain so that was one of the ways that we fueled the um giving back component on our trip so it's It's really interesting because you can see firsthand, the travelers can see firsthand the artisans working, the sense of purpose that these workshops have given them. Many of them are refugees, Syrian refugees. Mm -hmm. And Turquoise Mountain is an organization founded by His Royal Highness, the Prince of Charles, to revive historic areas and traditional crafts, to provide jobs, skills, and a renewed sense of pride. And actually, I believe they have actually built over 50 small businesses in the Middle East. And wow. Southeast Asian and Gulf uh, combined, so that's one of the ways that we work with um, a charity, an, an okay. NGO, actually to to give back. But we also work with, and that's on the ground for our travels component. But I personally work with an, um, a social enterprise called City, which means my grandmother in Arabic.
2: Okay.
1: And City is a social enterprise committed to the self-reliance of Palestinian refugees
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: displaced. Community through the production of olive oil soap. And Millie and City have a higher education gift box that is awarding scholarships to displaced Palestinian um, or refugee women in Jordan. We also work with El Reme, which is an animal shelter in Jordan. We work with Free Them, which is an organization here, a Canadian founded organization here, working to end human slavery. Mm-hmm. And um, I hold a seat on the City Advisory Board as well, working to provide self reliance for the Palestinian community. And lastly, I'll say, a percentage of our sales or ticket sales for events uh, on, and on the trips is donated. And to date we've donated or put back into organizations that empower women in access to education. We have, uh, that number is over $21,000. So wow. we're very proud of that. No doubt. Uh, we also uh, were part of working to develop the first female training program in Jordan with Turquoise Mountain up until um, 2019. Although Turquoise Mountain has women artisans in their other workshops, they didn't have women artisans in their Jordan one, as it's so new. And we were part of helping develop the scholarship program, and we funded three women to go through that program. So we're very proud of this, and we hope to continue you know, funding. And we hope to continue working to create and also bringing awareness to really important um, topics and really important causes and really important organizations.
0: I think it's amazing.
1: Thank you. It's a mouthful. And I'm sorry <laughs> for anyone listening who found <laughs> found that a little bit fragmented, but but it means a lot to us to put this up, put impact at the forefront of Millie. For and fair. we hope to, um, you know, we hope COVID will, I know we all hope COVID will you know, and soon. Yes. So everyone can get connected again.
0: Exactly. Here's to hoping. Now you mentioned the nonprofit um, freedom, you, yes. you do collaborative work with them uh, around the human trafficking issue in Canada. Can you speak a bit more about your collaboration with that organization?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. You are taking me back now to where it all started. Okay. So For me, for everyone, when we have a dream, it starts, like I said, years before. Yeah. But this year, 2017 for me was, I just remember floating outside of my body, looking down and thinking, wow, you know, this, this is the big moment we got to do. We really got to see our hopes and our dreams and the, and the passion behind what we want to do um, come alive. So in 2017, was really the year it was the pin project it was freedom we i had just gotten back from jordan from my first trip to the middle east ever which mm-hmm. was just incredible and i think within that week i was off to new york and i was invited to watch the world premiere of a film called trafficked
2: okay
1: uh, produced by conroy Cantor, who's an incredible producer out in la a woman producer and this film was great. It was the only, it was the second film, I believe, second film, yes, to premiere at the UN, uh, UN headquarters in New York City. Okay. And I think the first film to premiere there was Hotel Rwanda, if I'm not mistaken. So seeing this film, Ashley Judd is in this film. It's written by Siddharth Kara, who's a Harvard professor who studied this for, for a decade, and it's based on true stories. So seeing this film, it really resonated to me that something had to be done. So what we did was we worked with Conroy and her team and we brought the Canadian premiere to Canada.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I hosted, um I hosted the premiere and we invited Shay, Invidiotti, who is the founder of Freedom, to speak to our captivated audience, which was small, it was 30, but we, you know, invited um, distributors, we invited thought leaders we invited people who we felt would be captivated in this topic who would then go on to share the knowledge and hopefully continue to make a Canadian um, distribution or you know we just wanted to help and in any way we could and make this a success so so that was that and we invited Shay and Free Them to come and speak so Conroy um, one of the actors from the film was there and Shay and myself, and there was a QA as well. So that was really wonderful that we had the opportunity to, you know, share firsthand through Shay, who's an expert on this topic. I was not an expert on the topic, so I I didn't want to talk on it. But having Shay there and Conroy able to get across this important information was a big deal. So that was great. And Shay and I have stayed in touch. I've been um, on her campaign every year, which includes a PSA before their free freedom walk, yeah. um, which is raising, you know, 60 plus, I think it's 60,000 plus dollars for Aurora house and other, and other organizations here in Canada. And they're actually changing and implementing laws. So they're really creating awareness. They're creating policy um, and they're creating direct impact. So it's been, it's been really um, meaningful to work with Freedom.
0: Amazing. Now, you also, I know you alluded to and you spoke briefly about the PIN project. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how you got involved with that initiative?
1: Yes, absolutely. I um, wanted to, this was still uh, again around 27, in 2017, around the time when I was starting to plant the seeds for Millie and actually put them put them into action. And I met the founder, who's a woman named Hedwig Alexander, and I joined her team, what, which meant the world to me because this was my opportunity. We traveled to Jordan. Um, we met the artisans. We worked with the UN, the embassy. And for me, um, this was really, I think I had mentioned this already, this was really what instilled in, in the team that, female travel will change lots. Yes. Um, The pin project was an initiative that launched in 2017 that built economic relief for this, uh, the Syrian refugee crisis, which at the time it's over 65 million displaced refugees. That number has gone way up since 2017. And we work with seven developing countries and we raised in 2017, um, over 130 Canadian, $130,000 Canadian, creating jobs, opening workshops in seven developing countries. So that was um, a very rewarding experience. And I should mention, the pin is designed by Canadian designer Jenny Bird. Okay. Who I'm sure your listeners will know um, she's a wonderful designer who has an artisan collection as well. So she's um, very interested in this topic. And I'm excited to share that Millie is is relaunching the PIN for World Refugee Day in June. So we'll have to share the details with you when um when we launch it.
0: Yes, for sure. That would be great. To date, Chelsea, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win?
1: I think this is an easy question. <laughs> I would have to say um creating Millie. Okay. Creating Millie has been my biggest accomplishment in my professional life. You know, having the opportunity to put thought into action to connect with organizations that are empowering and creating change for women and men and continue learning and growing from experts in, in the industry and reaching the community with this narrative has been an absolute win. And I just, every day, <laughs> hope to myself that we can keep going and continue um, snowballing that and growing that and put into effect the vision, you know, the 10-year plan. So I'd have to say launching, launching Millie, definitely.
0: Excellent. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: Tough question, but really, really good. I think I have to go with what comes to mind. I would absolutely say compassion.
0: Compassion. Okay.
1: I think compassion is so important and what can really avoid a lot of conflict and can help us, you know, just talk human to human. And I, and I try to, um, I learned this from my mother, but I definitely try to, um, lead with compassion and and understanding.
0: It's important. It's necessary. I think even more so now during this time that we're going through that the world is going through, it's, it's super important to have compassion, be compassionate because you don't know what everyone else is going through. You don't know how they're suffering through or dealing with what's going on in the current world climate so
1: absolutely absolutely you never know what someone went through that day
0: yeah exactly you
1: know you could be catching them and i often think about that and even me i think to times when i didn't lead with compassion and maybe judged in the moment or got quick to anger yeah. uh you know what I mean? We're all guilty of it. And I have flashbacks. And I think I wish I handled myself better because you really never know how you met someone that day.
2: That's right. That's because right.
1: maybe they seem rude, rude to you, but something horrible could have just happened in their yeah. life. Maybe they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's right. <laughs> and they just, you know, I'm a big believer and I hope to reach this in my life, leave a situation better than how you found it.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. How do you define success? What does that word mean to you, Chelsea?
1: This is such a hard question. I have to side again with my mom. I've yeah. actually also been lucky to also interview uh, people on my podcast, mm-hmm. and I always find fascinating what they say. So I'm going to quote, I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> uh, my mom, because this is a bit paraphrased. Yeah. Um, she says... Don't try to be successful in your career. Try to lead. What did she say? She says, try to be kind and give back. And one day you will wake up and realize that you achieved the success that you aspired to when you were younger. So I always think back to that. Mm -hmm. Any moment when I think, I got to get there, have to do more, or what I'm doing isn't good enough, or what I'm doing isn't you know, lack of patience. I have to rush to the next thing. Just calm down
2: mm-hmm.
1: and stay focused. Another thing I'll say for me, I mean I'm 33. Oh my God, I just turned 34.
0: I'm 34. Are you
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I forgot I'm 34. <laughs> so I'm I'm you know, I'm 34. I have a lot to do, a lot to experience, and a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'm very young in my career and yeah. very, young in my experience and my knowledge of experience. But for me, what I am in my life right now, where I am in my journey, success to me is not comparing myself to others. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? When I'm building something and success to me is when I can feel confident in what I put out and not feel... Like I have to think it's not good enough or, you know, are people going to like it? Success to me is when I can put my work out into the world and let it be (laughs) and be proud of that. So for me right now, I would say that is what success personally means. And then of course there's outward success. You know, when you see the measurement of a project that we've implemented that is affecting You know, ten plus women. Um, The program that we help with Turquoise Mountain, the 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 boxes that bring so much joy. I was able to meet the women in the refugee camp in Jordan, and that's where I love to be. You know, I love Jordan. Um, I think one third of the population in Jordan are refugees. That number might might have been up, but it's such a beautiful country filled with people who have experienced hardship, people who understand people, you know, who care. So, so I love being around those people as well, but especially when we're in, you know, we're at the city center, the city soap center or the refugee camp, and we can see the direct impact that that something we've done has that, that feels six success to me because it's bettering um, another person. So that also um, I'd, I'd like to add that too.
0: For sure. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh my gosh. What comes to mind and yeah, what comes to mind is again from my mother, (laughs) No, guys, she's my mom, but she's also an author and a CEO and she gives me street cred. Okay. Like she really is, knows her, knows her stuff. But what she taught me is go slow to go fast. Okay. And what that means essentially is when, when you build the foundation, it might take time, but once you build it, you can, you can grow, you can grow from there, but take time. So go slow, build the foundation and then move fast. Okay. So I love I like that. It.
0: I like it. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: Hmm. I often, when you invited me to do this interview, I was so flattered and I don't find myself focusing on myself as much. So I had to really consider some of the things that I was going to say. Yeah. So when I think about this question, I haven't given this a lot of thought. I have to be honest with you, but <laughs> I think, I feel like my best self um, and what inspires me is, is learning from women who have overcome a lot. Yeah. You know, who remind me that, you know, not that my my problems don't matter, but just that people have often had it harder. Right. Um, and I think when we can remind ourselves of that, we can then put things into perspective. Not having toxic positivity. Yeah. But perspective. Okay. So for me, I think being around women who get up every day, despite hardships that they've seen, and they're able to compartmentalize, which is a big one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that definitely inspires me, okay. along with many other things. I mean, a good Netflix show is always good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, writing things out, vision boarding yeah. things. I'm a big organized, uh, sorry, I'm a big organizer. Yeah. So everything organized, feeling good in your brain, knowing that all your ducks are in a row, um, you know, your bills are paid. Yeah. Uh, because um, that's tough too you know we have so much going on For sure. I been and i are long distance so i think just being organized being kind to yourself everything when that's in, in flow i think you can feel good and inspired and then grow excellent if that makes sense yeah
0: that makes sense what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it and what was your life like after learning it
1: i definitely think compassion So just circling back to that, I think it's so important um, and also not to be jealous, not to be envious, to be happy with what you have is so incredibly important. Kindness, I think all of these qualities can, can grow into bad places. So, you know, if you find yourself going down a pathway of they have it better than me, or they have more than me or whatever. You know, nothing is as it seems, first yeah, of all.
2: True.
1: And that will only eat you up. That will only take away from your good. So I think leading with understanding, leading with kindness um, will help you understand where someone else is at. Um so it's from so I guess it's from two sides. So if you struggle from that personally, but more so for me, it was to understand if something happened to me you know, not to take it personally. They're just going through something right. or, or, you know, having compassion, having understanding, um, not taking it personally, which is str- a struggle because I'm a Pisces. So <laughs> I, I tend to take things personally um, and I'm a creative, but it's important not to do that. It's very important to compartmentalize. So I'd say as well, compartmentalization is extremely important. Um, as well, and before the, I'd say I struggled with, I don't know what I necessarily struggled with, but I would say before, if I didn't understand fully the ability to compartmentalize or understand why someone, if I might have taken something personally that I shouldn't have, I would, I would say, you know, that can be very sad, yeah, and that can be very depressing, so. I'm glad that I've been able to focus, take things more positively and um, accept rejection, accept failures because, you know, these things are all, all things that happen all the time. They're going to happen again. And we have to be able to um, have the tools in our toolkit to, to handle them for, you know, successful life.
0: For sure. What do you feel most grateful for in your life?
1: I feel most grateful. I don't want to say most grateful, but I definitely am grateful um, for love.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I've been very lucky to have a lot of love around me. Um, People believe in me. I think it's easy to doubt ourselves.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And it's important to surround yourself with people who build you up. Yeah. You know, I think, and you have to also do that for, for others too, but it is important to do that. So for me, I think I'm very grateful for the belief people who people, who, people have had in me mm. and, um, and the love.
0: Okay. What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: Empowerment means being able to do anything you want. (laughs) That's a very lofty answer. But empowerment is having a wide perspective. Empowerment means being able to enter a room and feel confident,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. safe and open to other perspectives. I think through empowering someone, you are giving them the ability to make informed decisions and take the leap in whatever they want to do.
0: Chelsea, we're going to do a little rapid fire section here. Um, The next group of questions will be one, two, three word answer type um, questions. Okay?
1: Okay, great.
0: How would you describe yourself in one word, Chelsea? Bold. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Kindness. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money?
1: Love. I have it, but I'd say love is so important, and that's one thing you cannot buy. You have to respect, love. So I'll say respect or love.
0: For sure. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say?
1: Oh, my goodness. Bold? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a good or bad thing.
0: That's a good thing, I think.
1: It's a good thing, but sometimes people... you know,
0: <laughs> I think it's a good thing. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be?
1: This is another one that stumps me. I would have to say probably a Queen song. OK, okay. like yeah. I'm going to go this or an Elton John song yeah. um, or a Madonna song. I don't have an exact one, but I'd probably okay. go with a classic rock and roll. Song. All
0: right. <laughs> what is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books?
1: I don't have one but i will say my mom uh, my my favorite book for leadership is it's all in the delivery how to move mountains without crushing the uh, without crushing the villagers because it is all in the delivery and how you communicate something um how you convey your message you know things can get twisted in the delivery yeah so i'd say um i'd say my mother's book
0: <laughs> okay entrepreneur life is
1: fun hard <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure.
0: My favorite way to unwind is.
1: Hmm, I don't want to be so boring, but I have three. <laughs> I have three dogs and a husband, so it sounds so boring. But you know, cooking at home with the dogs and and my husband—that's
0: not boring at all. That's <laughs> that's yeah. how unwind. That's great. Whatever, right. whatever you feel or whatever you do to unwind is awesome. <laughs> The last book or podcast I listened to or read was?
1: Goop. Goop with uh, Martha Beck, actually. And I just ordered her book that's coming out in April. I think it's called The Way of Integrity.
2: Okay.
1: So I'm very excited about that one. So that's my book that I'm going to read next, as well as the Brooke Baldwin book I had mentioned to you that I have coming in April. I'm so excited.
2: Excellent.
0: If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change?
1: Hmm, just one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hate. Hate, okay. How about we go back to the autobiography question. Do you have an answer?
1: I know it's it sounds it sounds so silly. Maybe look at her now?
0: <laughs> that's not silly. If that's <laughs> the tale you feel sure, would be good?
1: I'm sure many of us would have that, you know, because we've we've transformed or grown and yeah, we're not absolutely. Here, 10 years it's not ago. silly at all.
0: Thank you. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself?
1: Probably I would have to be honest and say my credit card bill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't have a mortgage. So for yes. me, you know, the, the credit card bill um, which isn't necessarily an investment, but it's honest yeah, um, for sure. But outside of that, I am doing um, a meditation program, the Oprah and Deepak Chopra. Deepak, yeah. Yeah. And that's been great. I'm not a meditator. So for me, that's not a monetary investment, but it's a timely one. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's an investment in you. Yes. Absolutely.
1: I'd have to say that. And I'm finding that many of the lessons are directly aligned with how I feel. I'm I'm very surprised. So anyone listening, who's considering it, do it. It's 20 minutes a day. It's actually not that hard.
0: (laughs) Excellent. If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone alive or dead, who would it be and why?
1: This is always a hard question. And I always, I've been giving this a lot of thought in my life because this is a question that pops up a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to say, to be honest, I never, I never was able, I haven't been able, I will say someone, but I don't know if they're my top answer because I'm still learning and I'm still figuring it out. And I always said to myself, am I wrong? Am I wrong to not have someone that I'd want to sit down with? Um, But if, you know, just to put out a couple people, there's so many amazing, amazing women. Amelia Eckhart is someone that I would love, Mm -hmm. you know, Eleanor Roosevelt, um, the queen mother, uh, Malala, Michelle Obama,
2: a um, lot. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just saying, you know, so I don't have just one. And, and like
2: yeah.
0: I
1: said, I always said to myself, am I wrong? But I wonder. No, not I, at all. You know, has that thought too, because people sometimes say, oh, this person. It's like, really? Yeah. Like one or just that person. So I think I think I'm definitely still learning within that. But I would I would say there's so many women. Um, OK. Like Cleopatra would be so cool. Yeah. There's just so many interesting um areas and topics and and women.
0: Yeah. What's your personal motto, Chelsea?
1: Right now, where I'm at in my journey, this is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm always inspired by the mantras I hear by women. But mine, I'd say I can only be myself. That is my daily mantra. If I'm feeling self-conscious about something I'm putting out into the world, if I feel judged, if I feel not good enough. If I'm putting something, you know, out, and I'm having these feelings, I just say, Chelsea, you can only be yourself. And that is more than good enough.
0: Absolutely.
1: And no one should feel like they're not enough. So so where I'm at in my journey, I'd have to say, um, that is definitely my mantra. I love that. Thank you.
0: What do you think the most common reason for people failing or giving up is?
1: I think it's very important to have a good support system. And yeah. I think we see sometimes people with no community, yeah, no support and no one believing in them. And I think that's horrible. I definitely think that's a main reason why people give up. They don't have a cheerleader in their corner.
2: Yeah, that's um,
0: important. It's, it's integral. I think you have to, have, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to have a, a support system in place.
1: Absolutely. That Not The support
0: kidding. one is a big one for sure. Yes. But without that, you're lost. Yes. 100%. I would say that would be the biggest one, I would think. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered, Chelsea?
1: I want to be remembered as someone who cares about people, cares about the underdog, even though some people might have a reaction to that word. I think we're all underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be remembered as someone who's kind and someone who puts their action where their mouth is. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so.
0: If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you?
1: I think you did an amazing job. (laughs) Thank you. you. So many great questions and I wouldn't add anything. I think it was very nice.
0: I'm flattered. Thank you very much. If you could go back, Chelsea, and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: This is another hard question.
0: (laughs) I like to make my guests think.
1: (laughs) I think sometimes it's going back to the notion of not feeling good enough, you know, and I think young girls especially can get, I mean, boys too. I'm not a boy, so I don't know. But um, I have brothers and they <laughs> heavily influenced um, the creation of Millie and kindness and compassion mm. and understanding. And I just think as, as a young girl, for me, I would tell myself to just stick to it. Stay strong in who you are. And if you feel like maybe it's not good enough, know that it is good enough. And yeah, I think that's what I tell my younger self.
2: I love it.
0: If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like, Chelsea?
1: Oh, my gosh. I think it would just be you never know someone's story, and by learning the story, we can understand our commonalities and that we have much more in common than we don't have in common. We're not that different. Please be kind to one another. Please stop the hate. Although I'd have to spend a lot of time drafting this thirty second speech to make an impact on the world, <laughs> it would just be based around just what I believe, which is approaching things from understanding and kindness because I find a lot of hate comes from you know not not rem- not knowing maybe you really don't know because some people don't know um, that we do have a lot in common with someone who might be from a different um, ethnic background, mm-hmm. so I think um, we're seeing that in the world and if I could help spread a message of inclusivity um, and approaching things from acceptance and love and kindness, um, that's what I would like to say.
0: Kindness. It's such a, a hard concept for people to grasp. And I, I can't wrap my head around why it doesn't really take that much to be kind to others. It doesn't cost you anything. And this, you know, this is something that i've i've thought about a lot over the last while, and it it always boggles my mind that we just cannot grasp the concept of being kind to one another i I went on a job shadow with a friend of mine who worked at the coroner 's office a couple of years ago. Uh, they were looking to hire a photographer, so I was interested in the position and I went and I did the job shadow for the day. I think there was seven or eight autopsies being done that day, and I witnessed one from start to finish. And that experience will always stick with me. And the reason being is that, other than the obvious, but the fact that when I watched that thing and I walked away from that, what I took away from that whole day was, you know what? When all is said and done, every single one of us human beings on the planet Earth are the exact same. We end up in the exact same place. We end up the exact same way. Skin color, religion, um, beliefs, none of it has anything to do with anything because we all end up, we all bleed the same color. It's ridiculous that there's so much hatred because of things like skin color and religion and race and all. It's mind-blowing to me. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's,
1: it's very complicated. And I think, you know... I I don't want to comment on it too much because I'm not a, I don't have a political degree, but it's a political science degree, but it's, you know, politics are everything, you know, everything is political. And, um, and I do believe if, I mean, money, politics, these are all things that are fueling society. And I, back to what I said earlier about women being kind to women. I think if we just eliminate the feeling of you're going to get it over me.
0: Yeah. Um, competition. Yeah. competition good, exactly. exactly. It it's is community good, though, over competition.
1: Yes. But we have to build a community where that can thrive.
0: Yes, right? for because sure.
1: It's, so it's such a big topic. It's yep,
0: it, it it is.
1: starts at the top. And so, uh, and the bottom. So it's, it's, it's difficult, but um, kindness is so important. Absolutely. We have to
0: get back to basics. We really do. That I think will will make a difference once we are able to, if we're ever able to get back to basics. But kindness is is something that's so simple, yet we struggle so much with it. Yes. it's mind blowing to me. Yes. Okay, we got to go back to your favorite quote. Did you come up with one?
1: I I will say one though. I'll say okay. one. Sure. Um, but it, it's it's not by a famous politician. It's by a social entrepreneur. Okay. Um, uh, Jackie Jackie Sophia. She's actually a co-founder of City. Okay. So I work closely with her. And this is probably why it's in my head, but I actually use it as one of my mantras as well. And it's about building something. And she said, your hope and your optimism have to outweigh the doubt.
0: I love that. Oh, I love Very that. sage advice. So,
1: yes. So it's something that can just be used every day. Yeah. When you're feeling bad about something or feeling like something's not going to work out. Your optimism and hope has to outweigh the doubt.
0: Love it. Yeah. Chelsea, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. You, The work you're doing is absolutely incredible. It's so admirable. I am fully inspired by what you're doing. I think it's amazing. You, You are doing so much in so many different areas. I am just... I'm so inspired and in awe of what you're doing. And I know that you're going to continue to accomplish amazing things. So thank you so much for being part of the Empowerography community and for being here and sharing your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you so much for such a beautiful, um, a beautiful thank you. It was such an honor to be included in your podcast and thank you for inviting me and being interested in what we're doing at Millie and what I'm doing personally. I love it. I'm, I'm really, um, I'm really thankful. Thank you.
0: Uh, the honor is honestly all mine because without, and I've said this to, to many women, but without women like yourself and all the other women who have been on the podcast, there is no podcast. So truly and honestly, the honor is mine that you wanted to be part of the community and be here to share your story. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much. And I know a lot of this is quite the mouthful, but it's all very interesting. And if anyone ever wants to get involved further, um, you know, we're just a click away. So inviting anyone to be in touch to uh, to work with us or if there's an organization I had mentioned that strikes you, please just reach out. It's much more fun than I probably make. make it <laughs> but thanks a lot, Brad.
0: My pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh. My guest today has been Chelsea Brown. She is the CEO and founder of Millie Incorporated. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day.
1: You too, Brad. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at vizuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.